You're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast. It seems we've been having some fun this morning with the recording equipment, and it seems to be uh, working out okay. Uh, it's the second Saturday of the month, and so that means L.A. County Bicycle Coalition uh, guest hosting this week. Uh, and um, in the studio today, we've got uh, Shannon Muir, uh, newest staff member um, on our working on a project with the L.A. County Bike Coalition. We also have a pre-recorded segment um, from Downey that we're going to be playing for you uh, later in the program. And Teslada from the West Hollywood Bike Coalition, the West Hollywood chapter of LACBC, is going to be calling in in a little while to give us an update on what's going on. So uh, right off the bat, I'd like to introduce Shannon Muir. Our newest staff member at the LACBC. Good morning, Shannon. Hi, good morning. And do we have Shannon? I'm just, I can't do. tell. Hi. We do. You are the... Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? All right, Shannon, <laughs> tell us. What are you up to? Um, there's this thing called Active Streets. There is this thing called Active Streets. Um, and so the program that I'm working on is Active Streets LA, and it is an, an initiative designed to help residents of South L.A. communities um, design their streets and, you know, decide what treatments are appropriate for the, for, uh, for ideal bo- biking and walking. So um, our program, we're working with Trust South L.A. and L.A. DOT uh, to do a lot of community engagement efforts and really just increase bike, bike advocacy in, in South L.A. So it's very exciting. Um, our launch event is... August 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Angeles Mesa Elementary School. That's at 2611 West 52nd Street in Los Angeles. Um, and there's going to be food. Then we're going to do a community walk event, a community bike ride, and lots of free food. Did I mention that? Free, free food. food. <laughs> free food is free good. Free food. That's so nice. hopefully, you know, everyone will come out and we'll just sort of talk about the streets and, and what would make the neighborhood better. And this is just the kickoff event. You've actually been working towards this kickoff event for several, for a couple months now. Yeah, yeah. We've been really ch- working really hard um, to kick off the program. The program is actually three years um, long and we're starting in South L.A., but we'll be moving into Boyle Heights and Silmar. So um, this is going to be an ongoing process of rides and walk events and just getting communities engaged in biking in L.A. That sounds fantastic. It sounds great. It's a lot of fun. And this is, uh, just to clarify, in case people are wondering, this this is part of a, a project that's funded by a grant from the L.A. County Department of Public Health, correct? Correct. Yeah. The, we love the county de- <laughs> the county uh, Department of Public Health. Uh, they, they did fund us they through a HEAL grant um, that is also uh, through the Centers for Disease Control. Um, uh-huh. So we're excited to also have them as a partner. They actually work very closely with us. They're at every meeting and, and involved in every event. So it's a really great partnership. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We do love them. And so you mentioned this is a three-year project? Yeah, it's a three-year project. So we're just getting started. We're just getting started, and it is a lot of work, but a lot of fun work. Um, basically, we're trying to lay the groundwork for LADOT um, as they're trying to implement the bike plan on the neighborhood streets. Uh-huh. So we're trying to come up with a community engagement process that they can use after the grant period is up and hopefully we'll make the implementation process a little bit more 
a little quicker because <laughs> I know that, yeah, it always takes such a long time to get um, anything on the bike plan implemented. So we want to help with that process. So it's going to streamline that B pit process yes, that, yes. that some people might be familiar with. The yes. Bicycle plan implement. Oh, goodness. Implement, implementation. What's the T stand for? I forget. You know, I don't know. I never T. know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Typing. <laughs> Typing. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's James T. Kirk. I, I, I'm confusing my my vast uh, Star Trek knowledge with uh, bike knowledge. Sorry about that. We're lucky to have that Star Trek knowledge, though, I have to say. So what would you say has been thus far? Because you've been sort of, I know you've been working um, on, you've been working towards this event um, what the process thus far has been making the connections that you need to make? What's been sort of what would you summarize as maybe one of your biggest challenges so, so far? Um, on the spot. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, Sorry. that's a big question. Um, it doesn't have to be controversial. Yeah, no, no, there, and there's really no controversy. I've had to do a lot of relationship building. Um, introducing yourself. Introducing myself, getting people familiar. Um, with, right here. Yeah, introducing yourself. I know. To the whole um, Kill Radio crowd. Um, so that's been sort of the biggest issue is just for me, just building relationship and just getting um, LACBC's name out there as well and um, hopefully branding us in the community. So... That's been a little bit of a challenge. That is very cool. You have, sure. Yes, you have a question. So um, uh, in, in the past, uh, let, let's just be honest, uh, uh, South Central is sort of avoided or just not, I don't mean like consciously avoided, but we it's like the valley. Nobody remembers the valley <laughs> or anything valley. unless you have to go out there. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, the LACBC and Metro were the first ones to actually make maps. Because I don't think every no nobody even knew how to get out there. I think they just said, "Well, you got to take the freeway." And you go, but if I'm on a bike, how do I get out there? Uh, I don't know. Is there a bike path out there? Well, the LACVC has done some great work on their Saturday programs, riding out mm -hmm. in the valley. Mm -hmm. And in fact, sure. they did one where they rode the new bike lanes out there. Not Canoga, but what was the street? Figueroa, probably. Yeah, no, no. no. Figueroa, Lancashire. Lancashire. We've had an old ride Lancashire. Right, and so uh, they did the orange line at one point and everything. I'm wondering, are they doing similar things? Because, believe it or not, I'm one of the rare people here in the room that's ridden the Compton Creek bike path. Mm -hmm. And everybody looks at me like, what? We rode it in the dark and got no flats. We went back and rode it about three weeks later in the light, and we got like 20 flats. People are dumping stuff. I'm wondering... Has that improved? And has, just in general, have, have things improved uh, with uh, just sort of uh, um, visual kind of, you know, or, or you're looking towards getting more people riding bikes in South Central, obviously? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll start with the fact that um, our bike ridership in South Central is very much more functional than recreational. Yes, exactly. So just understanding that we do have a lot of riders in South Central, but they're riding to work and school as opposed to just going out for a, a bike ride. Um, but I mean, that's what, that's what I'm here and uh, the, this program is designed to do is to call attention to those spaces in South Central that are also on the bike plan that we can, um, uh, make better for riding. Um, and then also getting awareness, uh, getting the community engaged to tell us different streets, different areas where we can make improvements. So that that is also a big part of the process. The next huge thing that's coming besides the MLK bike lanes, and I don't know if you guys know about the MLK bike lanes. Tell us a little bit about yeah, it. yeah. So, a perfect time. yeah, yeah. So, um, 
DOT would like to put uh, bike lanes from Figueroa to um, where's the end point? I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's. I want to say it's dead end. From sorry, from Crenshaw to Figueroa, I believe. The doors. Yeah. That's the end. <laughs> the doors. No, but but see, that's that's the point. I mean, people are still getting used to the fact that uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard used to be called Santa Barbara. And I always mention that. Interesting. To people. I never and knew they, that. And they go, "Oh, you mean Santa Barbara?" And I'm going, "No, Martin Luther King Boulevard." Yeah. And I mean, I didn't these actually are, know that. These are the same people that history. yell. Appreciate it's, it. No, that's good information. I never knew that. That's because I'm still using a Thomas guide from 1974 or something or something. But really? but see, no, no. But but those are the issues. It's like you're arguing, and we're having the same problem in Northeast Los Angeles with the idea it's just paint. But so many people are thinking that it's a communist conspiracy, bike lanes. Uh, are, are you getting the same kind of like? I mean, uh, I business think, kind of, uh, I don't want to say adversity, but maybe repulsion towards bike lanes that it's going to increase their, you know, more bikers. That means your insurance rates go up. I mean, I've heard every argument. It's an apartheid kind of thing because now they're telling us where we can ride and where we can't drive our cars. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, I think there was some initial concern, especially because there's some parking that needs to be removed between <laughs> Crenshaw and Figueroa on, um, on MLK. But I think through the community engagement process, which Trust South LA and um, CHC have been really on top of, um, everybody's sort of been educated and had the community, the neighborhood councils have come around. So now the next step is for <laughs> the, the money to be found and for the politicians to come on board. And then hopefully we can get that striped. Um, but I think the main, to speak to specifically to the concerns of people who see bike lanes coming into their community, and at the end of the day, it really is a safety. It's a subconscious safety issue, right? I think that uh-huh. people don't really want, they don't want to hurt a cyclist. And uh-huh. so if you're in the road in, in any way, there's a potential for for danger. Uh-huh. And subconsciously, I feel like a lot of the resistance is sort of based in that. Because, you know, everyone knows somebody who rides bikes, whether it's their kids, their grandkids, their neighbor's children, or their neighbors. But at the end of the day... It's just fear. It's fear of, of harming people and, and not being able to um, uh, control a, a vehicle on the road next to a bike. So, or being unfamiliar even. Or even being unfamiliar. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so the, I think that our work is really about addressing the safety and the fear issue um, and, 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 and coming up with arguments to um, support that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot of what I'm doing in South L.A. Um, and just generally, you know, as, as a L.A. CBC staff member. Mm-hmm. So it sounds, like, it sounds like progress has been made in a very positive direction with that MLK project. It's yeah. Really, at this point, it's just a matter of funding? It's a matter of the, uh, yes, <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always nothing, you know, I mean, in the end of the day, it's always about implementation, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's always about the community seems to be behind it. Now we're get you know, hopefully to get the politicians behind it, and then now we have to find the money. Um, so hopefully that all comes together. I don't know what the timetable is for that. And then the next big push may be Central Ave. Um, you know, DOT starting to look into doing some bike lanes on Central Ave. Mm-hmm. So... That's just the very beginning of the process. Okay. Now, you mentioned really quickly, you mentioned Trust South LA and CHC, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe we should take a quick second to explain who they are for anybody who's maybe not familiar. 
Yeah. So you could tell us a little bit about who who is Trust South LA and who what is, what does CHC stand for? Yeah, Community Health Councils um, does a lot of work, uh, and Trust South LA they both do a lot of work in um, South LA around health issues, mobility issues. Trust South LA has historically um, done a lot of work around affordable um, housing, uh-huh. um, and and recently has moved into the mobility space. The same with CHC, they do all broad health issues. Um, for communities in South LA. So they are very much in touch with the community, have been a part of these communities, and they're just wonderful partners as we work, as they, as we both sort of work on the mobility issues in that, in that space. Got it. So the yeah. model here is to partner with, with organizations that are already very active in the community. Absolutely. And by doing so, we're also sort of setting an example for DOT to do the same thing Absolutely. in the future, right? Yes. That is exactly the model. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. Okay. Exactly. So there's also, uh, I know you've also been working on a, uh, speaking of models kind of, uh, you've been working on a toolbox. Mm-hmm. Which is also part of this whole process. Maybe Correct. you could tell the folks a little bit about that. Sure. We're so getting a little wonky, nerdy now. Yeah, we? I know. We're going to go into Sorry. planner space. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but we are. You know, one of the deliverables under this project is a actual toolkit, which is a manual of the different street treatments that you can have on a street. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for your basic everyday community members, such as myself. Um, I wouldn't know the difference between a roundabout, a diverter, special enhanced crosswalks, all that crazy stuff that you hear. Um, so what we want to do is put together a toolkit of information that makes it really easy for community members to understand what we're talking about when we go to their communities and ask them what treatments they need. So that's sort of also what we're working on under this program. I see. Yeah. So we're creating this toolbox that, that regular folks can use. And then we're also establishing, as part of this manual, sort of establishing the process, process. by which Absolutely. to present this toolbox to the community with an eye towards implementing projects. And finding out, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, sure. my understanding is that we, what we're looking for is to get feedback from the community mm-hmm. about projects that they want and that they see are viable. And there is a potential for them to say, you know what, this one project you have in the plan is no good. That street is not a good mm-hmm. place to do this. We think it should go over here. Absolutely. And we're expecting that. Yeah, we totally expect community members to say, nope, that doesn't work. You know, there's too much happening on that street. You know, the cyclists in our community don't even use that street. So why would we go ahead and do uh-huh. anything on that street? So we are fully open. LADOT is open. We just really want to do what the the community wants. Got so it. yeah. So and so far though, we're seeing support for the MLK project. The central project is kind of just getting going. Just getting going. So Very beginning stages. Too soon to tell for sure yeah. about that yet. Mm-hmm. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, and if it doesn't work, if it turns out that's not the uh, the right option, then there might be some alternate close by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. There's a lot going on in South L.A., so come to our event on August 24th. Yes, August 24th. Getting back to that. Yeah. August 24th, and again, where is this event? It's It's a Saturday, right? Yes, it's Saturday, August 24th. Um, It's at Angeles Mesa Elementary School, which is on 26, which is at 2611 West 52nd Street. Um, And we're going to do some some bike rides, some walking. There will be kids events some hula hooping hoop it up will be there if anybody's familiar with hoop it up and there will be free food 
So you oh, should yeah, come for the food. Free food. At the very least, come get some free food. Free food. <laughs> and of course, all the information about this will be posted on the LACBC website, yes. la-bike.org. Absolutely. It's not currently there. Um, it was in the newsletter, though. Yes, it's in the newsletter. It's, it's the on newsletter. our Facebook page. It's on our Facebook. So if and you're if friend... Friend the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. Yes, be our friend. Find it in the events section of the Facebook page. And then I know you can get the newsletter on the website, too. If mm-hmm. you go to the website over on the right, there's a little sort of menu selection area. So, um, well, terrific. Shannon, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, giving us a quick update on, on the work that you're doing and, and getting us all excited for this event on the 24th. Uh, free food. Did free we say food. that? Free food. Free food. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I just I just encourage, you know, everyone who's listening to try some riding in bike in, in South L.A. I mean, not only does LACBC do um, events, biking events in South L.A., but we have lots of bike clubs. Oh, yeah, maybe we should yeah. mention those. They're like, like. <laughs> like. Ooh. Eastside Riders, Eastside riders do some regular riding. rides on Saturdays as well as Los Riders. Los that, that would be Carlos, right? East for Eastside, uh, for Eastside or Los Riders? Eastside is John Jones. Los Riders is oh, okay. JP. Yes. Okay. I'm, yes. I'm thinking of. Who are you thinking of? Carlos. Carlos. Carlos from, from Eastside in Easter. Uh, more, oh, yeah. That's the other Eastside rider. Yeah, there's two Eastside riders, right? Everybody's claiming East yeah. Yeah. these days, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, different East Side riders. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So, <laughs> so any, uh, we're all like looking at you, going, "Huh?" I know the yeah, real yeah. riders. They get out there. The with real all riders their, as well. They do the bikes, wonderful right? bikes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They've come out and actually sponsored a couple of events. I was I was at one where they uh, had an Earth Day uh, event, and oh, they were great. they were there and they supported it, and we were giving away little pumps and patch kits and stuff. Cool. I, I wasn't giving away the LACBC Metro oh, gave them to it. give away and. Fantastic. Yeah, little thing. But it's All not right. just about Earth Day. It's like uh, I'm of the belief, as, as I'm sure some of you here, that Earth Day is every day. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. can, we can be conscious of the fact that uh, we're reducing our carbon input by not... Uh, I'm feeling so warm and fuzzy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. I anyway, uh, <laughs> well, it, you bring up who else is riding there. The Midnight Riders did a ride last night. Yes, in, in over. Did you go on that ride? No, I think I, I saw it on Facebook, though. Yeah, I saw some. Yeah, some that's almost like being on the ride, going on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think so too. You can, you but you can enjoy the photos. No, but but uh, seriously, they rode from. Um, I, th- I think it was the Coliseum or somewhere oh, yeah. around that that park that you've been to. Oh, What's that? Exposition ex- park. There you go, and uh-huh. and of course that's where Science Center is, yeah, and the space shuttle, and and all those silly things mm-hmm. that we try to avoid. The Rose Garden from eighteen whatever. <laughs> No, but we there is a history here to Los Angeles I've tried to show, and some of it can be better uh, understood through, um, through tooling, ar- tooling around on your bike b- between right. getting to work and uh, I agree. Most insanity. All I right, agree. well, I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks again. Uh, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, again, August 24th. Saturday, August twenty fourth, ten a.m. to two p.m. Come get some free food. Come on, our bring your bike. Definitely, Angeles Mesa Elementary School. We'll be there. And and for more, if you need to look it up, la-bike.org. The information will be there. 
And um, we're going to take a little quick break, and then I'll be talking with Lars uh, from our Downey chapter. This is Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast. KPFK on the podcast, and I was just telling uh, 
Chicken Leather that uh, X is playing. Did you know that? They're playing I, a free I didn't know show. That, but but uh, I guess the Parks and Rec finally realized they have to play music from uh, this century, or at least the last <laughs> decade. And that, that qualifies somewhere I'm, there. I'm perfectly the fine. The last couple with, decades. I'm perfectly fine with their selection. Uh, uh, no, but they've been playing a lot of, of bands that I remember used to fighting to get tickets, and now it's like free, which is awesome. Which is amazing. So, yeah, so Pershing Square. Yeah, Pershing Square on the 17th. So instead of me paying for expensive Pershing Square parking or uh, something, you you were going to ride the metro. You can take you? the metro there. That's probably what Sounds I'll pretty do because cool. there's a station right there. Yeah, um, and of course you can ride your bike. And and it sounds awesome. So that's next week, and you can check out their schedule. At pro- I think Pershing Square musical yeah, extravaganza like or something, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Pershing Square summer. Just Google it. Summer, summer. Per- they they had Square a movie. Concerts. It was funny because I got off there to do something and there was a movie and, it was, and oh, I go, yeah. wait a second, I recognize it. It was La Caja Falls and I figured, wow. why are they showing La Caja Falls in the middle of the park? And then why not? It, it was a sing-along movie and people were dancing to it and I couldn't believe it. And I said, wow. only in Los Angeles can this be happening. <laughs> But anyway, that's just great. one of the events. It's not always that. I, I think there's movies. There's all this other stuff. It's it's what's going on this summer. I know Levitt Pavilion is yeah, doing the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, anyway, anyway, this is no doubt a bad introduction to our guest here. I'm going to walk away. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, so you've been very patient. I have here with me Lars Clutterham from the Downey Bicycle Coalition, which is the Downey chapter of the L.A. County Bike Coalition. Lars, thanks for coming in this morning. Yeah, it's our pleasure to be here representing the kind of Downey's, the Downey Bicycle Coalition is kind of the new kid on the block, kind of the... That's right, you the guys infant, are the newest the kids, aren't newest, you? Newest chapter, but uh, we're happy to be a part of LACBC. We're, we're, we're thrilled to have you as part of the LACBC. So um, I, I guess what we should do is is just go right into um, the first piece that we have, which is a pre-recorded interview. Yes. Um, and then afterwards, maybe we can talk a little? Sure, Did you want absolutely. To do, maybe we should do a little introduction, sort of set this up and sort of let people know Sh- what what is it that we're going to hear here. Well, um, this is an inter- interview between our chair, Roger Pardo, who's also an intern for the LACBC, mm-hmm. Um, and our current Downey mayor, Mario Guerra, who's been a city council member uh, closing in on the end of his second term. And it's a really interesting interview having to do with a number of um, activities that Downey is involved with, uh, with through his leadership. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of bicycle talk in it, so... That right. said, um, it was recorded a little over a month ago in anticipation of this program last month, and we're going to give it a shot again today. All right, here we go. Good morning. Thanks for joining us here on Bike Talk Radio. My name is Roger Pardo, here with the Downey Bicycle Coalition, and I'm lucky to be sitting with Mayor Guerra of the city of Downey. Good morning. I'm there, Roger. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, Mayor, we're here to talk about... Downey, how your push recently to make the city healthier, and how you think um, Downey could be a bike-friendly city in the future. So just to get things rolling, you've been in council now for about six years, you say? Correct. So what made this year the year that you decided to um, begin the Healthy Downey campaign? What was that push? Well, I I decided last year when uh, my oldest daughter was, uh, we were able to marry her off, if you will. 
And uh, I realized then, too, that I needed to make some changes in my life uh, from a physical standpoint, uh, overweight, obese. And in looking at the research then, uh, it seems that we have an obesity problem, we have a diabetes problem, we have some health issues here in southeast Los Angeles County. Our city is uh, 71% Latino, and we have a higher propensity for uh, those type of things, too. So I figured that I needed to do something myself, and, and uh, why not research and why not look into the platform that we can use for a city-wide coalition and make some changes in, uh, for the wellness of our community. So how did you about go about developing the, the program within the city? Who did you contact? Um, how did you, was it easy to find partners to to join on this, or what were some struggles that you found in, in developing the campaign, or was it pretty easy breezy? Well, the, the, the good part is that we have some great people in our city. The good part is that we already had, uh, we already knew the need, uh, many other partners that we have. Uh, and, and I basically reached out to uh, many community uh, organizations and community uh, health orientated organizations to figure out what we can, how to go about this. I brought our staff, our council on board, and uh, thank goodness our Healthy Downey Partners was established. And, and what a mix we have from the school district. Obviously, we had Educate Our Youth, from our Chamber of Commerce to get business on board, uh, Apple Care Medical, uh, Los Angeles County Public Health, we have the uh, family health clinics of Greater Los Angeles, uh, our, our, our awesome Rancho Los Amigos Hospital. Uh, we have the United States Army uh, came on board. They realized they had some issues uh, health-wise they wanted to coordinate. And then, of course, the YMCA. Uh, we had organizations like Kaiser uh, that are, are leaders in health, uh, in health uh, uh, wellness. Um, and then also the uh, Downey Bike Coalition came on board, and we're very happy with that, uh, that relationship. Large companies like Coca-Cola. Uh, and you think sometimes with Coca-Cola, they, they have 47% of their products are low and no. So uh, that's what's established. We started meeting, getting together. What can we do? How do we educate? What's our mission goals? What's our statement? And it took off from that. Nice. So what are some early successes that you think have really hit home and really been able to send that message home to the community so far? And what do you think is coming up? Well, I, I, the, uh, uh, the early successes are just the, the growth of, of a walking, walking and, and education uh, towards wellness. Uh, I established Walking Wednesdays with the mayor where uh, the citizens can come out, and, and we promoted it on there, come out and not only walk with me for an hour, uh, but also ask the mayor questions. And after the end of the hour, we have trivia, downy trivia, local trivia, and, and we give away wellness uh, uh, items. And uh, So that was a great early success. It continues to this day. Just had it last night, uh, right before the concerts in the park. Uh, we've had uh, several uh, 5K walks already. We, have a, we had a bike-to-school day. Uh, that was great, and, and then uh, the Downey Bike Coalition really helped promote that or actually took the reins and, and ran that. Uh, we, we're uh, working together with uh, the YMCA. We had an early grant from uh, Kaiser uh, that was able to establish some of the funding to be able to get, because everything happens in government, you always look for funding. Right. Uh, so they were great, and uh, Kaiser gave us a, a fund, uh, a, a grant, to be able to establish some of these things. So we've had some really early successes. We passed an ordinance by the city council establishing the vision goals and, and the uh, uh, the wellness and the ordinance in our community. So we, uh, it's off and running. It's working. That's great. And you mentioned um, your walking Wednesdays. You really do seem to be a big proponent of you know getting there and being active. Not just you know obviously there's the healthy eating and being aware of what you eat part, but you definitely are 
selling the, you know, getting out, walk around, ride your bike. I mean, you ride your bike just about everywhere in the city, correct? Correct, absolutely. I park it here in the mayor's spot, and, uh, in, and it's a visual thing. As a matter of fact, at the beginning when I rode my bike sometimes without my helmet, and I started getting emails, Mr. Mayor, you're, it's great that you're out there riding, but you need to wear your helmet. And so I heard it loud and clear. Obviously, it's a visible presence. Uh, you know, from, from our, our community, uh, you know, we, we have to put ourselves out there. We have to lead by example, and that was a great way to do that. Uh, also, uh, you know, I weigh myself at every council meeting and, uh, and you know, literally put myself out there. I've lost 67 right. pounds uh, since I was being sworn in as mayor. And, and the good thing that I'm doing is by moderation, and we need to have educate people, uh, including myself. But, uh, you know, the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, uh, tell you the statistics are all there. Only 2% of Americans uh, go off of the recommended 21 minutes a day of activity, outside activity, uh, or any kind of activity. It becomes less as you get older, as a matter of fact. It's only 1% quarter, 1%, people over the age of 60 that have any kind of activity over 15 minutes. So sometimes it's not running, it's not working out, it's just activity. So a combination of eating better and activity, which a bike is a great, safe, low-stress way of doing it uh, for uh, citizens of all the ages, young and old. Um, so that's that's been great. I, I love my bike. I, I put a naming contest out there, and uh, uh, the final name turned to be uh, Herbie. My bike has a name. It's called Herbie after the old uh, Volkswagen movie, after the old movie, uh, the Disney movie with Herbie the Volkswagen, and because uh, Herbie seems to go everywhere, and it's got a mind of its own. So uh, that's that's. The of our bike. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been riding for? Is this your first bike in a while? or It, it is my first bike in a while. I, I used to ride it when I was younger. Um, and uh, then, you know, when you look at from a safety and, and, and age standpoint, and I kind of gave it up because of just the, uh, uh, some conveniences. And, and now that I'm coming back into biking, I see the need. I see the need for, for road improvements. Uh, you find different routes in the community that you're safer. Um, and, uh, and I'm glad to say that uh, we are lo- uh, working with the Downey Bike Coalition, of course, uh, leading the way. We are looking to figure out how we can make our city safer for bikes and, and the, the rideability, if you will. Uh, it's also started we're working on a master bikes plan right now um, that uh, we were able to receive a grant to do it, but the city had to put in. We put in $25,000, too, on, on uh, matching funds to be able to have a plan. So what is the safest? What is the best? How do we do this? How do we make our community more bike-friendly? So what are some of the challenges you see that, you know, or dangers that you see on the streets of Downey for bicyclists, or what are some of the ways that you get around it? Well, uh, the education component, it, it, I can't stress that enough, both from a driver standpoint and a bicyclist uh, standpoint. Um, I think just how to get around and, and what is the best way and what are the laws and what are the rights of bicyclists and, and how do we interact with vehicles, obviously, uh, with four, four-wheel four vehicles. Um, but how I get around it is I found different routes off the main streets, off the bigger streets on there. And, uh, and again, that comes back to another educational component. So uh, uh, working together, and, and, and I think we're, we're, we're just at the genesis of making our, bi- our community uh, bike-friendly and, and bike education-wise. Uh, so we're getting there. But um, uh, I, I, you find your niches, and you find your ways to make it safer for yourself and others. Yeah, it's definitely the way to do it. Um, so some exciting news on your front as of recent. Um, I believe last week or a week ago, you did announce that you were running for Senate District? Yes. Senate? 
Yes, uh, last week we announced our candidacy. I will be running for the state senate. It's an open seat next year, and I feel that uh, uh, it's, it involves 12 cities uh, here in southeast Los Angeles County and a couple cities in, in uh, West Orange County. Um, I feel that some of the achievements that we've accomplished here in this downy and, and surrounding areas that I've helped lead the way, uh, I think those are things that we need to bring to the region. We need to bring uh, ethics to Sacramento. We need to bring values to Sacramento. We need to be, bring business friendliness uh, to Sacramento. Um, I am, uh, uh, this next week, I, uh, God willing, I will be sworn in, uh, elected as president of Independent Cities Association, which represents about 7.5 million people in South, in South uh, excuse me, in Los Angeles County, in 53 cities in Los Angeles County. So I've seen the regional aspect of it. I've seen the issues that we have as local municipalities with the state taking away and uh, mandates, unfunded mandates to local government, which is really where who builds the streets, the, who enforces things, who actually uh, helps the crime prevention, who actually puts out fires, uh, who actually makes bike lanes and, and works together on that. So I need to bring the, the local approach up to Sacramento. And, uh, yeah, I'm real proud to announce my candidacy. I've had so much bipartisan support. Uh, that uh, it's been unbelievable, it's been overwhelming, and, and I'm looking forward to representing uh, California in the Senate. It's fantastic. So you mentioned you're going to be sworn in as president for independent cities and, of course, the 32nd um, district campaign. So how do you see, you know, regional connectivity in terms of active transportation and other issues um, that you really want to address? Well, it's, it's, that's, that's a great question because there's a lot of things that, uh, it, and, you know, some of it comes with the experience and some of it comes with uh, being open, willing to open and, and open and uh, enlist and be open and listen. Uh, I've served on the Transportation Committee for Southern California Association of Governments now for many years, and I've seen the issues. I've seen the problems, and connectivity is exactly one of the big issues that we have uh, in our communities. Uh, there's several cities around us that have done a great job of, uh, of bike lanes and, and just making it open and friendly for uh, riding bikes and we need to connect that from a regional standpoint uh, we have some of the riverbeds which are great for long distance and so forth but from a street level I think that there, there, we've, we've come a long ways in some of the local issue, uh, cities but we're still a long ways away and uh, yes my openness and uh, to be able to share that and to work on those issues is, is part of what I think I bring to Sacramento very excited to hear that so, as I'm sure you're well aware of, um, Ciclovia happens, has happened three times this year so far in Los Angeles. And uh, recently, Metro stated that they would be providing some funds to have Ciclovia all over L.A. County as opposed to simply L.A. proper. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and how excited do you think... Oh, I think that's great. I, I'm looking forward to it. I I talked to you briefly about I, I want I want Downey to be part of it. I want to have a mini one in Downey coming up in the next uh, couple months. Um, and, and, and then also connect here to Southeast Los Angeles County. Um, again, the more we can promote this, the more people can see uh, the benefits of riding bikes, the more people will understand, and, and we can get our youth involved. Uh, you know, um, just riding bike to back bikes to school. You, know, you and I were involved in that, and when we saw that, uh, we saw the challenges ahead. Okay, just because the school parents on the other end are not used to seeing bikes that groups, so we need to educate and make it safer for our kids. So a parent such as myself on their kid is feel feels comfortable in, in letting our kids ride their, their bikes to school. Uh, but we've come a long ways. But oh, 
this would be exciting. Uh, again, the more we can enhance and promote this, um, and the more people can see the benefits. There's so many benefits. Uh, yes, from the from the uh, ergonomic standpoint and from the ecology standpoint, the, the carbon footprints and, and and so forth. But you got the health benefits, and you got the enjoyment of of, uh, of uh, who we are as a society. I mean, just being out there. It's, it's there's there's uh, 15 different pros and very little cons for anybody. Yeah, you truly definitely get to experience the scene in a completely different way. Um, you did hit a, a big point right now about you know getting parents, you know, sold on the idea of biking. You know, I had while well, during bike to school day, there were several kids that came up to me and were like, "Yeah, you know, I'm riding my bike today, but probably never again because my parents only let me do it today because it was bike to school day." How do you see us, you know, reaching out to parents and making them feel comfortable, especially since a lot of the streets along schools and down you tend to be highly congested with vehicles in the mornings right. that, that's the challenge that is the challenge that we have and just like walking to school you know it's, it's a different generation um, the generation where I grew up on there was you, you rode your bike to school and, and you and you walked to school that was just accepted and, and that's a, this is a societal problem because of, of, of crime because of everything else that comes with it on there uh, just the traffic congestion um, so it is an educational process on both sides and I think our schools are doing a good job or trying to do a good job uh, working towards that and uh, they were open to obviously the, the bike day uh, and, and, and we're working on walk to school days and so forth but I don't have any clear cut answers I just know that it is a problem that we need to address if we really want this to movement to continue and if we really want to educate our kids we need to do something uh, parents need to feel safe in letting their kids ride their bikes to school and or walking too and it's, uh, I think it just comes at a different time uh, my son when he wanted to ride his bike um, a year and a half ago to school and, uh, you know, on the Sunday before, uh, my wife was against it. Uh, she didn't feel safe on there. But I said, you know what? I did it. We did it on there. Let's, let's give this a shot. And the Sunday before, I rode with him to, to school just to get it. And you know what? It was, it was, I was amazed. He did not know how to change the crossing guards and so forth and how to ch turn on the light and then walking across. He just didn't know. And, you know, when I look back at that afternoon, I'm like, well, how was he supposed to know? He had never done it before. And uh, if you get dropped off at school every day for your entire life, how are you supposed to know how to work the lights in the corner right. and what you're supposed to do, get off the bike, cross the walk and across and so forth. So uh, that was an education for me. So the more we experience with it, the more we, we engage in it, the more we learn ourselves and, and we know what the issues and the problems are. And, and you've done a great job. And the Downey Bike Coalition has just done a great job of educating our youth here. Yeah, well, we're definitely um, looking forward to working together. I think in later later this summer, we're working with the National Night Out here at the Civic Center, and we'll be having a workshop for children to come and learn the basics for riding their bikes on the street. So it's definitely something we're, we're aiming to continue. Um, Mayor Guerra, what what else do you see as something that you know you would like the Bike Coalition to take on to ensure that this movement keeps on going? What are some of your personal goals? Who else do you want to bring in to make this happen? 
Well, I think you, I, I think you guys are doing an amazing job. I think we've come from uh, zero to sixty in a very short period of time uh, since uh, the Downey Bike Coalition was formed. Um, it's it's just active, and and its presence is there. Uh, you're doing all the right things. Your your bike safety, your education, uh, promotion, enhancement. Um, it, it's just exciting. I mean, and, and again, I, I, you were also the genesis on there in the Downey Bike Coalition for saying to myself, hey, this is another vehicle for me, for the wellness of our community, and this is something else that I should explore, and and that's when uh, encouraged me to start riding my bike, and, and now I, I, I can't see myself not riding my bike at least every day, and I came home late the other night, and I, I had the need, I was busy, I left the house at 7 in the morning, got home at 9.30 at night, and I went out and I did almost 10 miles uh, on the bike on there, it's, it's not the safest thing to ride that way at night, and I and, and so forth. But the more I do, the more I want to do. And uh, you, we all have our little tracks, if you will, throughout our community, either to know where to ride and how to get around, and, uh, and we challenge ourselves. So um, I think we need to continue what we're doing. I think being part of the Healthy Downey uh, is also a great tool and a vehicle. Uh, uh, you've been at every event, uh, the Downey Bike Coalition, been at every event, including the Kids' Day. Uh, I thought that was great. You had a, a bicycle uh, valet. And, uh, and then when people left Korea, they would leave their bikes. And I think that's part of it, where, where it's safe and convenient for people to ride their bikes. And you're, you're doing some of those educational process there. Uh, so my recommendation is keep going. Um, I'll, I'll be your biggest advocate because I see the benefits directly, personally, and, and community-wise, and the wellness. Uh, I think that's the vision that we have in Downey, and that's what Healthy Downey does. Our mission statement is real clear. Healthy Downey is a community collaborative that uh, basically focuses on, on health and nutrition, creating a sustainable approach to wellness that will positively uh, impact our current and future generations. And that's what you're doing uh, through partnerships with committed stakeholders. You're one of the big partnerships, committed stakeholders. So uh, how we're doing that and, and what you're doing is amazing. So uh, I'm here to help, and I, I, uh, this is all part of what you're uh, doing for our kids. And uh, I shouldn't say just for kids because it's, it's across the board. It's not just uh, kid-related. But it starts with that. When you fall in love with riding bikes as a youth and as a kid on there, it, it transforms and it goes on for other generations. Uh, here I am now at middle age coming back to it, if you will. And uh, I'm excited. I just absolutely love it. Uh, my son the other day, uh, for his birthday, for his 13th birthday, and he wanted a new bike. He went out and we got a new bike. and. Him and I that went riding on Sunday, and we decked it out. We make sure I had the bell, and he had all the safety features, and and we incorporated. He had another bike on there that this one is just more user friendly, and of course, as you grow, you need different size bikes. Um, but he was excited. That's actually what he wanted for his birthday, and uh, and his parents were uh, obliged to him. <laughs> so. That's fantastic. It's it's definitely a craze once you get on it. And it, it becomes a, a healthy addiction. It is, and it's uh, makes us very happy to hear that you're really enjoying your time on the bike and we're hoping more people jump on it um it's a family thing too by the way like i said uh, my son and i when uh, on sunday we went for a long bike ride so we experienced things together yeah. and i know that he was he gets older he'll appreciate that here's dad and him where we uh, we ventured we we did some things we had different hand signals now between the two of us and uh and it's it's just fun but it's also i'm creating memories with my son and how much better does it get than that true Definitely. Well said. Um, well, Mary Garrett, thank you very much for, for your time. Thank you for 
being a champion for not only health but active transportation here in Downey and hopefully in the future all throughout the region. Roger, thank you so much, Tyler. Again, and thank you for what you've been doing. And the community of Downey and the region is better off for what you're doing and what you're trying to promote. So I say that with all due, all due sincerity, and I'm so excited. And, and if I uh, I plan on getting elected to Sacramento, and I want to take part of this up there, I think the whole state needs so many other things that are that are wrong, but uh, we have so many positives, and we already have positives like this. And what you're doing here regionally and what you're doing in our community, we need to take it statewide because this is really important. So so God bless you, and thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your time, Marga. Um, and we'll send, with that, we'll send it back to Bike Talk with Colin and the rest of the crew. Thank you, Roger. So uh, that was an uh, interview with Mayor Mario Guerra of the city of Downey. Uh, as conducted by uh, Roger Pardo um, for the Downey Bicycle Coalition. You're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio, KPFK on the bo- on the podcast. I'm Colin Bogart, and once again, uh, we have Lars Clatterham in the studio with us from the Downey Bike Coalition. Glad to be here today, Good Colin. Once again, um, so uh, interesting. So yes, this was a pre-recorded interview that we had actually originally intended to broadcast uh, last month, and uh, so I'm glad we were able to f- uh, finally get that uh, on the program. Uh, some interesting. Some interesting uh, items in there um, that I wanted to quickly chat with you about, um, especially since some of the things mentioned in the interview are things that have actually already happened. Namely, uh, there was a mention of an upcoming national night out, which at this point was last week. Or no, we celebrated it last Tuesday night on the sixth. Um, the the, uh, the bicycle coalition um, hosted uh, a bike rodeo which was um, handled by Jim Shaman of the Culver City Bicycle Coalition with through his Walk and, walk and, walk and rollers. rollers. Yes. And we had a line all night long from 5.30 when the event started till something like 8.30. Uh, we uh, had a... Uh, a raffle at the end of the evening and there were still parents and their kids hanging around to see if they want a helmet and I think one bike was actually given away as well um, wow. it was probably arguably of the n- numerous tables that were open ours was probably the the busiest and most uh, obvious success of the evening so that was a that was a good step an, an additional step in the right direction fantastic a national night out for people who aren't familiar is an event that police departments all across the country do once a year um, and they have it's basically bringing out the community uh, with the police department as I understand yes. it it's, it's organized it's a, by the police basically. it's a public safety kind of an effort yeah um, that's the overall focus of the police departments but the the Downey Police Department is also a member of that healthy Downey partnership that Mario and okay. Roger were talking about which the Downey Bicycle Coalition coalition is really a small player in Kaiser Permanente is a part of that partnership mm-hmm. Coca-Cola which does business in Downey um, the Army Army, uh, which Mayor Guerra mentioned, has uh, has gotten involved. So we're able to have more impact because we're showing up at monthly meetings with this partnership, which in- includes not only the local um, uh, city municipal um, uh, hierarchy, but 
the, the police department and health organizations in the community as well. I see. So this is this is a this is a coal, sort of a, a group of organizations and corporations that are all working together on a so they're meeting on a regular basis on a monthly basis yeah oh okay yeah. I think so I we that. meet for lunch um, the city has invested some money in this they have a coordinator that they brought on um, uh-huh. I don't know if they found outside grant funding or if they were able to fund that through the through the city but um, there there are ongoing efforts to coordinate these things and of course. The the bicycle tie-in to to the to health is the key there. It's a natural, yeah. It's really total natural. total natural, okay. and we have ended up being visible at almost every event they've been involved with. Uh, Downey has an annual Kids Day. Mayor Guerra mentioned that we 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 had a bike valet there. That will be bigger next year because some people do ride to a little, little local park where that event takes place. Um, we had hosted us a, a short ride from one of the city parks to that location. So even though we are very small and as I'm sure other of the local coalitions know from their own experience, you know, just a core of, of individuals at this point, uh, in kind of toddler, uh, status, but we're, we're but having really- an impact thanks to yeah. our tie-in to these organizations. That's, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Now you guys are you guys are making a difference for sure. Um, the new kid on the block is is making hay, <laughs> as, as it were. You know, we also um, during the recording uh, when we were listening, you you mentioned or oh, we heard the mayor mention these Walking Wednesdays that he does, and we talked about uh, off off mic. We talked a little bit about uh, these. He's not necessarily doing bike rides, but you said that he, the mayor, is showing up to your regular, to some of your regular. He has, rides. Um, he has made an appearance on the way to other commitments as mayor on sure. to our monthly uh, last Saturday of the month community bike rides on a couple of occasions, and uh, obviously, you know, when he's shown up, we've invited him to say a words, and he's saying all the right things, just like he did in this interview. I mean, really, he he has become a good voice not only for general public health but also for bicycling as a part of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just just the fact that he's showing up to your rides, is, yeah, is, he's he's. Is, the, walking, the guy is walking the walk, as it were, he, riding the ride. A, he, he is a bundle of energy in our community, and he shows up at a lot of places, has a lot of public presence, and we're happy he's you know brought us into the fold with the the Healthy Downey Partnership because we have we we have we we have discovered we've got a voice there. Oh, that's great. Now, not to cast a negative light on this, but he did mention in the interview that he has announced his candidacy for a state senate seat, which means he might actually be leaving his position at some point in the near well, future, he, depending. Well, he terms out as a city council um, member. He terms out anyway. Anyway. Um, I see. There's a two-term limit in Downey. Okay. His term ends at the end of next year. Okay. He... he and and usually um, council members have two terms as mayor, so he's more visible as mayor this year. But the mayor pro tem is sitting in on the Healthy Downey Partnership meetings. He's in a he's a, uh, uh, I think he's the vice chair of that partnership. Mm-hmm. So the Healthy Downey campaign will continue after uh, after. Mayor Guerra is done with his mayoral term, mm-hmm. and then he's going to be out of city politics whether or not he wins the state 
election I anyway. I see. And then you, it sounds like you, you've kind of anticipated my next question, which was be, would be, is he sort of grooming or is there somebody standing in the wings who looks to be his successor in terms of picking, picking up the torch, as it were, the, or the, you know, getting in the saddle, maybe is a better metaphor in this <laughs> mayor case. Pro, the, the mayor pro tem's uh, name is Fernando Vasquez. He is a cyclist. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's very active in, in one of two local Kiwanis clubs, and um, he's uh, good friends with a, at least a recent local president. Another council member is a Kiwanian mm-hmm. who's also... Um, uh, very supportive of bicycling in, in the city. So we've got, uh, along with Mario Guerra, we've got about three very sympathetic, um, uh, council members yeah. and the torch will be passed through the Healthy Downey Partnership as well. So we have a, we have a good, we have a good ear. Uh-huh. Um, we don't, have a lot of action yet. Uh, Down, Downey is a 50s suburban vehicular, you know, community. The infrastructure yeah. is all vehicles. We don't, we don't have a, even one sign of bicycle infrastructure, but we do have a grant application pending for a bike master plan. I think a lot of people are waiting for that to trigger those changes, but mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, there are open ears on city council. So the prospects are good. Yeah, I would say. I mean, when for Mario me, leaves, it's, it's not going to be all over. No, 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 by no means. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'd like to see it happen faster, but, um, he, he is definitely helping it now because he's out there and he, and he has a, a really positive public profile for this kind of thing at this point. Terrific. Now you touched on it and it was also mentioned in the, in the pre-recorded interview. Uh, and in fact, I think Roger came once several months back and, uh, spoke briefly about the, um, the, uh, bike master plan. And the, and that grant application. So, real quick, the status on that is that the the, the grant application the grant has not yet been decided who it will be awarded to. Is that correct? That's correct. We this was um, the community transportation funding through uh, Cal through Caltrans through Caltrans. Uh-huh. The 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 application deadline was April thirtieth of this and year the, of the, of this year. Uh-huh. So we submitted that with other local communities. I'm sure. I mean, there was a there was quite a, there was quite a bit of, of interest in it as mm-hmm. that deadline came through. I think. Uh, at lo- at the local bicycle bicycle advisory committee meetings, people were yeah. asking about funding and so on. We expected announcements in June, but as you know better than I, Caltrans tends to be slow in announcing. So, my in my conversation with the bicycle pedestrian coordinator Dale Benson of Caltrans District Seven, they weren't expecting to make a decision until September. But I've all the city had also heard possibly the beginning of the year. So we're talking six to eight months before we learn and then if we get the funding it'll be another six to eight months before, before you actually the money get the gets, money yeah these these dispersed. are the time frames that we're dealing with yeah. right yeah. so basically in a nutshell we're waiting for sacramento to make a decision announce it and then once they announce it if you get the money then it's just like okay when do you when do we actually get the check exactly and then once the city gets the check then they, then gotta, they start making the plan, which again is another plan, two years, which which could take a while. Yeah. So now that that leads I mean, to we're the, heading in the right direction, but that yeah. leads to well, that leads to p- parallel action. Um, I've been involved in city committees for the ba- past four or five years, and I've sp- I 
I've chosen bicycle activism as my main focus. So I'm on the, the city's public works committee. Both mm-hmm. Roger and I, bo- Roger was recently appointed, and I, too, was fairly recently reappointed to the city's green task force, which has an environmental focus. Mm-hmm. So we're, and there have been, even in the local weekly paper, there have been a couple of letters to the editor recently saying, where's bike racks in our town? Where's infrastructure? I think we need a parallel effort waiting for this money to come through. I mean, what if we don't get the the grant? You can still get yeah. you can still start working on a couple of signs or finding one route or whatever. So, I think probably we're on the cusp of getting some some other action going which is to say let's do something and not wait for that grant have money. everything hinge on the grant uh, application. That was actually a similar theme that came up when a group of community members in Pasadena met to discuss the pending Pasadena Bike Master Plan revision, which was very much talking about getting grant money to fund projects. And the community members were, were saying the same thing. Well, why do we have to wait for grant money? How come the city isn't just taking some money and earmarking it for bike projects? And let's get let's get going. Yeah. And in that case. In a nutshell, they basically they had a committee meeting just recently. I think it was a, I think it may be sort of a similar like to a public works committee that basically sent the plan back to staff and said, you know what, we're not approving this. It needs to be more ambitious. And I imagine part of that more ambitious and is part the kinds of infrastructure they were proposing. But I think it was also part possibly the discussion will be, look, you know, it's okay. Everybody's going after grant money, but at the same time. You know, you need to dedicate some city funding to this yes. as well. We're entering, that seems to be a theme coming up in a lot of places. We're we're entering into that. The the recession though put Downey in the same position as a lot of other mm-hmm. municipalities. Downey has, um, through a lot of cutbacks, managed to to balance its budget over the past two years. So there's a so there's some difficulty there. They don't just have money, um, you know, hanging on trees to. To designate, but they the fact I, that, well, maybe that was before <laughs> I moved there. Um, anyway, we there are some people in the community who recognize that we need to pr- probably start pushing. But the, the the at this point, the good news is that we have at least three. I mean, I don't think there's anybody on city council who would say no. We don't want our citizens to be healthy, and mm-hmm. no, we don't want to provide for um, active transportation in the city of Downey. We will want everybody to have to get in and out of this town in cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, 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 there's a positive attitude. One other mm-hmm. thing I would add, too, is that the Gateway Cities Council of Governments, of which Downey is a member, and that's 12 cities in that, what is really kind of a black hole for bicycle infrastructure mm-hmm. in, the, in that part of L.A. County, they're starting to talk about... Um, a uh, a general active transportation plan. So there's motion. We have a sympathetic mm-hmm. city council, but somebody's going to have to say, let's not just wait until a master plan mm-hmm. falls into place. I'm so glad you actually. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I don't I don't have the details right in front of me, but I know that there is a big cog. A Gateway Cities COG meeting coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's August nineteenth. On the nineteenth. Yes. Do you know? I forget where it is. Do you yeah, know the they, location? Yeah, the the Gateway Cities COG has a um, has its own facility. Uh-huh. It's in Paramount, and the address is sixteen four zero one Paramount Boulevard. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm not. I, I don't remember off the top of my head if the meeting's at five thirty or six thirty. That sounds about uh, right. One of the two. Um, actually, you know what? I think you, most of their meetings are around six, and they they have uh, like a buffet. They offer buffet dinner even before. Wow. So I would. Uh, I would encourage bicycle advocates from the community to show up. I'm, uh, I first met J- Jessica Meany of Safe Routes to Schools mm-hmm. at a Gateway Cities um, Board of Directors meeting when they were still talking about um, the, the regional transportation plan that SCAG just passed mm-hmm. um, last year. So um, it's something for bicycle supporters in the Gateway Cities to show up at August, ni- August, August 19th. 19th. We have it. Uh, I, City's I know that Paramount. the LA County Bicycle mm-hmm. Coalition. We have an event set up on our Facebook profile. So anybody who's on Facebook, if you're already friends with the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition, or if you're not, you can friend us. Or I think you like us in this case. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you'll find the event there. And I believe it was also in our most recent newsletter, which again you yes, can click you guys on. have publicized. So some we've, details we've been on publicizing it. that one because that that is a big deal. Like you said, it's a black hole and it covers a very large area. Um, and so there's some there's and and Mayor Guerra mentioned change. connectivity. Well, Downey's right in the middle of things, and right now it looks like you want to drive your '50s Ford Fairlane through that community. But you know, it's going to except for the riverbeds, which go north and south. Yeah. It's going to be it's it's going to have some significance in the future development of bicycle infrastructure and active transportation in the county. Yeah. Wow. It's all of a sudden you guys are right in the heart of it. Well, I hope we can get some stuff on the pavement. We're seeing some good movement. This is fantastic. The last thing I have, I made a note listening to this uh, interview with the mayor that I I wanted to touch on real quick. You guys, um, there was a discussion about Ciclavia, which, of course, everybody is really into Ciclavia, and I think we all know that Ciclavia is, is such a catalyst for change because it makes the potential more real for regular folks to see they and they and they also i think people see that there is a huge demand by going to ciclovia and they see just how many people there are i mean i i don't know about you but when i go to ciclovia i get people telling me i didn't even know this many people had bikes (laughs) in in this town and it sort of dispels the the idea that nobody cares um and so roger asked him about and they were talking about the potential for ciclovia expanding to different cities Including Downey. Well, I can, I, I, I would have to. I have something positive, and I would have to realistically say something negative about its okay. about its near term prospects in Downey. Fair enough. The positive is that I attended uh, a meeting of um, the city of Southgate's bicycle master plan preparation, and now a little over a year ago, and a representative who was also a community member from Ciclavia was there. Mm-hmm. So Ciclavia is out there promoting. Now, in that case, it was in a community that didn't even have a bicycle master plan ready. It's contiguous with Downey. We're going to have to coordinate with, you, you know, connectivity with Southgate at some point. But the fact that that was under con, uh, under discussion, Ciclavia, mm-hmm. in a local community that has essentially thus far no bicycle infrastructure was a great thing. Uh-huh. The negative realistic side in Downey is that Mm -hmm. the city of Downey has a pretty much unshakable policy against closing off any streets. Oh. Um, And uh, we've seen it implemented recently, and there's been some controversy about it because Mm -hmm. um, 
well, it's it's probably too complicated to go into, but um, the the they it would uh, some uh, some. Some private interest would have to come up with the funding to pay for mm-hmm. police coverage or, or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so the mayor has um, big goals, and uh-huh. he said think big when he was talking about Ciclavia. But the city has no history with three notable exceptions that go back many years of closing off city streets for anything. Uh-huh. So I think it'd be an uphill battle. I do think it's a great long-term goal, and I couldn't agree more how much uh, you know public awareness Ciclavia has accomplished. I mean, L.A., the city of L.A. doing it has brought it to the attention of all the surrounding communities in L.A. County. So yeah. it's a great p- possibility. That may take a while for Downey to get sure. to, in, well, in all honesty. And I'm not suggesting overnight, but it is encouraging to yeah. hear that, that th- this mayor is talking about it. I think and, it could stay and, in the dialogue with, the this, with his successor. Because okay. his successor is aware enough of what's going on in the bicycle community to, you know, if, if, if it got, you know, some, some support from the community and possibly the, mm-hmm. the, the, the prospect of some funding, it could go there. Okay. Well, that's good. That's very encouraging. I mean, it's nice to hear him even mentioning it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are, really, yeah. To hear a city official talk about Ciclavia in a community that, that doesn't have a bicycle sign, that's a good thing. <laughs> I think you just summarized it right there. <laughs> so, um, anything else you wanted to mention uh, as a quick follow-up to the interview and, and items that were discussed that we haven't touched on already? Um, just... Just the, a brief summary that goes back to what we talked about. We're just getting started. Mm-hmm. It's great. I, I was so delighted to have made contact with Roger, um, who, uh, who, con- who, who made an effort on, uh, through Facebook, as it turns mm-hmm. out, to contact me, because I'd already been talking bicycling and environmental issues in Downey, that we have, that we are affiliated with the LA County Bicycle Coalition. I, that gives us the support, um, that we would not we uh, support and significance that we wouldn't otherwise have and we'll just keep hammering away until we get some 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 good infrastructure and some on the street yep and then we'll all come down and ride together (laughs) sounds good all right so now uh we have one other pre-recorded piece here do we do we want to get into the uh i believe it's a a book review if if you've got the time for it i pre-recorded this because i wasn't going to be able to be here in person at the at the previous broadcast <laughs> um i i had uh, my i had coincidentally two books got two books fell into my hands that were given to me by friends on bicycling mm-hmm. and so this pre-record is my review of those two books and um listeners may be familiar with one or both of them um uh-huh. i come I come down as in fa- more uh favorable towards one than the other at the end but uh, you can okay. throw in this interview if or rather it's not an interview but just a book review me talking about these two bicycle books that two two friends gave me okay well let's let's take a quick listen to that and we'll come right back thank you greetings my name is Lars Clutterham I'm a member of the Downey Bicycle Coalition, and we're the hosts of this month's Bike Talk. Earlier this week, our chair, Roger Pardo, spoke with Downey Mayor Mario Guerra about the citywide health and wellness program he launched this past December, titled Healthy Downey. 
along with his own newfound interest in cycling, as well as uh, his just-announced decision to run for the California State Assembly in the 32nd District. We'll share that interview a bit later in the program, but for now I'd like to take the opportunity to review two books on bicycling that were recently given to me by friends. Normally, I don't consider myself a book reader. Most of my reading comes in little snippets on the internet, though I will say I took advantage of a sailing trip to read Moby Dick a couple of years ago because it seemed like an appropriate book to read while I was on a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So it was a bit of a surprise when in a matter of a few weeks late this spring, two friends gave me cycling books. Even more surprising, when I discovered both books had a great deal of at least superficial similarity in that they were written in a kind of humorous tone. In fact, a sort of elbow-in-the-ribs kind of humor was evident in nearly every sentence of both books. Another similarity was that neither one was a how-to book in any significant sense. Both were rather more about motivation and philosophy. The first, authored by Chip Haynes, is titled The Practical Cyclist Bicycling for Real People. You begin to get a sense of ironic humor from the title itself. One of the promotional quotes describes the author as, quote, Andy Rooney meets Jerry Seinfeld meets Gandhi meets your favorite science teacher all on two wheels, unquote. Much of the book is very general, including, for example, descriptions of various types of bikes and other broad-ranging bike topics such as different types of gearing or how to choose a route so you're riding into the wind on the way out. In one or two places, the author, who refers to himself occasionally as Uncle Chippy, does get down to specifics, including this excerpt from Chapter 6 of 10 Chapters, which is entitled How to Ride a Bike and How Not to. And the author says, uh, and I quote, Now it's time for more of Uncle Chippy's wacky math. Lesson number two, how to get your bike seat the right height. I promise this won't be as involved as the gearing thing. This is any quick measurement, simple multiplication, and off you go. Step one, measure your leg. Not just the inseam number on the back of your pants, but your whole leg from the ground under the shoes you plan to ride in all the way up to your previously mentioned private life. The whole thing. Got it? Good. Step two. Now take that whole leg measurement and multiply it by 104%, or 1.04, your choice. The resulting number is the distance you want from the top of one of your pedals at the bottom of its stroke to the top center of the seat. That is your seat height. Now I have to tell you this. The first time you get on a bike set up like this, it might feel insanely clown on a unicycle high. Not to worry. Make sure you keep that multiplied leg measurement handy and lower the seat to what you feel is comfortable, but understand that you want to extend your legs almost totally as you pedal. And bend your legs the least amount possible. Your knees will thank you. You can always ride the bike for a week or so like this and raise the seat slightly. Ride that for some time, then raise it again. Over time, that 104% measurement that felt so very high at first will feel just right. Trust your Uncle Chippy on this one. Unquote. So the second book, whose author calls himself Bike Snob NYC on the book's cover, is titled The Enlightened Cyclist, Computer, sorry, Commuter Angst, Dangerous Drivers, Drivers, and Other Obstacles on the Path to Two-Wheeled Transcendence. That title definitely hints at the book's tone, and some of you may already be familiar with the author, 
whose name in real life is Eben Weiss, since he's written two other books on bicycling and hosts his own internet blog, as does uh, Chip Haynes, the author of the first book. Bike Snob NYC takes a decidedly irreverent, sometimes salacious, and often specifically Jewish point of view of the topic of bicycling, to the point that he models his entire book on the first five books of the Old Testament and calls cyclists the chosen commuters. His chapter titles also hint at this humorous tone that pervades the entire book. For example, and I'm going to go ahead and read the whole table of contents because it's pretty witty. Um, the introduction is titled, Commuting by Bicycle and the Indignity Thereof. Book 1, In the Beginning There Was Irritation. And a couple of subtitles, The Worst Day I Ever Had and Why It Gave Me Faith in Humanity. Why Commuting is the Portal and the Bicycle is the Tool. Who We Are, How We Got This Way, and How to Get Where We Need to Be what's called Book 2 that he says, uh, he titles Leviticus Now, and subtitles Annoying Cyclist Behavior, and then Annoying Driver on Cyclist Behavior, and third, Annoying Cyclist on Driver Behavior. Book 3, he titles Let Our People Go, uh, subtitles The Backlash Against Cycling, uh, How Cycling is Sold, What Are We Fighting For, and Why People Don't Ride, and then book four, he titles Transcendence, The Alchemy of the Mundane and Confess. Now, I'd like to read two other excerpts about as serious as the book gets to give you a sense of its tone and perspective. Um, this excerpt is from the chapter titled Bicycles versus Cars. In talking about this, um, Evan Weiss, or the Bike Snob NYC, says, quote, But none of this has to be, and we can and should abandon this whole bikes versus car thing along with the rest of our baggage. Since neither of these vehicles is going to go extinct, it's vital for us cyclists to accept the fact that ultimately humankind is about as likely to forfeit its cars as is its computers. It is important to acknowledge this motor vehicular indelibility for two reasons. And he cites the two reasons and then says, Once we accept this, we, as the chosen commuters, can go about transcending all the transportation acrimony and creating a world in which neighbor shares the road with neighbor, and the delivery truck driver waves to the recumbent rider, and the recumbent rider fluffs his beard in gleeful greeting to the beautiful Godzilla on the Dutch bike, and she, in turn, refrains from salmoning and nearly spearing some unfortunate pedestrian with the inevitable baguette in her basket, and so forth, unquote. And then here's an excerpt from Why People Don't Ride, um, another chapter. He talks about why people don't ride and says, quote, And then there's cycling. The bicycle, as we know it, was invented in the late 19th century at a time in history during which, during which working people were beginning to have something called leisure time, which they, of course, squandered by pitching tents, even though they had perfectly good homes, swimming for fun instead of survival, and lifting heavy, heavy things voluntarily. For this reason, when the bicycle arrived, the leisure class went wild for it immediately and set to work exploiting its recreational capabilities, their pantaloons and handlebar mustaches fluttering majestically in the breeze. Cheap cars then arrived a few decades later, and so the pattern was set, at least in the United States, in the mind of the average person. Bikes for fun, cars for transportation. 
At a key moment, Americans could have decided that the bicycle was a tool or that it was a toy. They went with toy. Unquote. As you might have guessed, I'm partial to bike snob NYC's The Enlightened Cyclist as compared to Chip Haynes' The Practical Cyclist, which frankly I found to be a, a bit trite and inane at times. Nevertheless, both authors clearly love cycling, and it's encouraging to learn that there's enough interest out there for people to be reading books on cycling. So now let's return to Downey Bicycle Coalition Chair Roger Pardo for more of Bike Talk, including his interview with Downey Mayor Mario Guerra. Well, actually, I heard that already. Uh, thank you, Lars. So that was uh, that was Lars Clutterham's pre-recorded review of what were the two books again? Um, the Enlightened Cyclist was by uh, Bike Snob NYC, Eben Weiss, the author, and the other one was titled The Practical Cyclist by Chip Haynes. And both of them have written other books on, on cycling. Oh, certainly. Most definitely. Not to mention the infamous blog. Oh, yes, yes, NYC, Bike Snob's blog. I'm sure most of our listeners are very familiar with. So, Lars, uh, I just wanted to come back real quick and say thank you very much for coming in. And, and talking with us today and, um, and being patient with us uh, with our technical issues, which uh, the podcast listeners will know nothing about, uh, thankfully. Um, and uh, in closing, I just want to thank you for coming in, and we're really excited about what, uh, what the Downey Bicycle Coalition is doing. And do you have any, any parting words? Well, it's a pleasure. Any events coming up that we need to know about um, before you go? We will have a com- our monthly community bike ride on the last Saturday of the month, which I think is the 31st. I think you're right. Because uh, you were talking about uh, the, uh, the you know, inauguration of uh, Shannon's a- event on the 24th. 24th so yeah. the, our next next event is our community bike ride where we had our first long ride last month we'll return to what for the most part have been short family rides around the downey community um and we're happy to be a part of the lacbc and trying to contribute to uh the forward progress of bicycling in la county and we love that and of course anybody uh listening who uh if you live in downey uh, if you live or work in Downey, you can become a member of the Downey Bike Bicycle Coalition and simultaneously be a member of the L.A. County Bicycle Coalition. Um, we are a member-supported organization, um, and membership makes us stronger not only financially but in terms of having political clout when we meet with elected officials. The more people we can count as being formal members of the organization, the stronger our voice is. So, uh, if you're not a member of the Downey Bicycle Coalition and you live in Downey, then you need to uh, you need to get on board. Yeah, glad uh, you put in that plug. Not, uh, not to mention the fact that you know there's perks. You get discounts. We have a lot of bike shops, bike shops all over L.A. County that provide discounts for for members, and you get discounts at events and things like that. So, Lars, thank you very much. Uh, for coming in and uh, chicken leather, you raised your hand. Yeah, I was wondering, Lars, where does this uh, family bike ride start out at, or is it on Facebook or what? Um, well, we have the Downey Bicycle Co- Coalition does have a Facebook page. You can get all the information. The, the starting location changes to some extent, but it's for the most part started at a city park every month, uh, either Apollo Park or Furman Park in Downey. But thanks for asking. Yeah, we have the fa- a Facebook page. Uh-huh. Look for Downey Bicycle Coalition, and you can get all the details. All right. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Lars. Thanks, Thanks for guys. Uh, we're going to have Tess Lotta coming up uh, uh, in just a minute from the West Hollywood Bike Coalition. We're going to take a little musical break.
Take me up on the Ferris wheel. There's something soft that you ought to feel. Microphone. There we go. Let's get the right microphone turned on. Some of us. That was uh, that was the Living Sisters. Um, you're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio KPFK on the podcast. Um, Living Sisters just did a free show. We we're just we we're as long as we're on the theme today of uh, free concerts and, and LA music. They're a local group. Um, they're pretty awesome. I've seen them before. Yeah. So they played at uh, they played at California Plaza Friday at lunchtime. So oh. a few of us strolled over there. I always find and, out after the fact. I'm sorry. And we <laughs> we ate our lunch. 
and uh, listen to the sweet sounds of the Living Sisters. Um, so now, on the phone with us right now is Tess Lotta from the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition. Hello, Tess. Hey, Colin. Hey, Chicken Leather. How are you? Pretty good. We're doing great. How um, are you doing today? Hold, hold that I'm up to the phone. I'm doing good. Just working from home, but that's cool. Uh-huh. Very good. <laughs> we're, we're um, yeah, I, I love that California Plaza um, concert series. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so so do I. I'm I'm into free music. <laughs> I'm willing to pay for Danny. it when necessary, but uh, if it's free, I'm happy. Well, speaking of free, um, do tell. West, yeah, West Hollywood, in conjunction with the LACBC and your very generous self, Colin, are hosting a bike safety class. Um, sponsored by Metro on September 7th from 9 a.m. to noon, and it's organized through a partnership with LACVC, um, us, the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition, which is a chapter of the LACVC, and the City of West Hollywood Long Range and Mobility Planning Department. And so that's September 7th, 9 to noon at Palmer Park in West Hollywood, and you can register through the LACVC website at labike.org. So that's very exciting. Uh-huh. And we have some, yeah, isn't that cool? Thank that you so much cool. for um, getting that together. That's super cool. No, very happy. And then we have Con. Very happy to do it. I know. I'm psyched. Thank you. And um, other great news around the city with West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition's partnership with the city is um, at the very recent city council meeting this past Monday, the Avenues of Design uh, Streetscape Master Plan was unanimously approved. After oh, yeah? 18 months of work, yay! And um, that rescaping plan includes much improved bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure, including bike lanes on Beverly, yay, to hook up with the cities eventually of L.A. Uh-huh. And then we're also getting Sharrows on Melrose um, on, in the design in the West Hollywood side. Oh, wow. So we're pretty excited about that. And that was a long battle, um, which was really good. And then also going up around the city, I don't know if folks have noticed in the city of West Hollywood, but our huge crop of blue bike racks, um, we, the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition, consulted with long-range mobility planning on the design of the racks and then with the Transportation Commission on the location. So you'll be able to lock up your bike on these brand-new, very cool um, bike WeHo U-shaped racks. So they're the normal U-shaped rack, but in the middle they have a very cool embossed bar that says um, Bike WeHo. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're actually going to do a little ride and shoot a bunch of shots of all of the racks going up and post them to the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition website, which will be really good. And then there's also racks. The regular Silver U racks are designated for the business request a rack program that the city is doing and has. Um, put into place, and businesses can request their racks on the city page, the city of West Hollywood, at weho.org on the Bike Weho tab, which is cool. They designed this tab now on the city page, and it's a Bike Weho, and you can click into it, and you can um, find about all about all of the bicycle infrastructure and stuff going on in West Hollywood, and we have to thank Long Range and Mobility Planning for that because they've done a really good job. And part of that is because they're updating the Bicycle and Pedestrian Mobility Plan in West Hollywood, and they've done a series of interactive outreach opportunities that we've partnered with them on, and 
it created in a, a very cool um, site through that Spike WeHo page on the city's website. So again, WeHo.org um, is the place to go for that with the city of West Hollywood. And you know, we're always very thankful of our partnership with the city of West Hollywood, especially with Walter Davis of the Transportation Commission, Melissa Antle, Georgia Sheridan, Chris Perejo of Long Range Mobility Planning, who are really um, dedicated to improving West Hollywood for everybody and active transportation, which is great. So we're super excited about that. And then one last thing we have in WeHo is the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition is getting ready to launch our bicycle-friendly business campaign, and the brochures are going up very soon, out very soon for that, and we're going to offer consulting services. So we're really happy. So that's this this uh, West Hollywood bicycle-friendly business campaign, this is a campaign that the city is launching, or this is uh, something the WeHo Bike Coalition is launching, or is it a partnership? The, the first phase, it's, it's originating with the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition, and we are eventually um, going to develop some ways to partner with the city. Um, that's something we have slated as the launch kind of goes on, as the program goes on. But the first part of it is we're creating brochures with images of cyclists in West Hollywood, and we're informing businesses through the brochures how to do a basic bike-friendly business and how that, uh, with statistics of the increase that we've seen in other cities when folks um, do things like request bike racks in front of their businesses, offer um, a bike pump and things like that. And then um, from there, we're going to do a little Adopt-A-Block campaign. And so the West Hollywood uh, Bicycle Coalition is going to literally – uh, the members, our working crew, is going to adopt the block, and we're going to literally go to those businesses, meet and greet, hand them the brochures, give them a little bit more of sort of consulting services, and then down the road, if, you know, seeing what happens with that, we're going to try to draw in the city and maybe do some events like a bike fest that's kind of targeted towards a bike-friendly business campaign. There's a lot of ideas, but we just want to start generating some dialogue between our business stakeholders so um, cyclists can start stopping in West Hollywood rather than sort of using it as a ride-through because there's so much cool stuff in West Hollywood. And now that the bicycle infrastructure is becoming stronger, there's way more opportunity to ride your bike in West Hollywood and, and socialize and have fun and, and um, go to the businesses there because, every, you know, we have lots of racks and we're increasing lanes and sharrows on the road. What do you mean? Are you saying that if you don't have a place to lock your bike that people won't stop? <laughs> well, I think that there's been a little bit of, of um, the idea in West Hollywood because we're sort of a – it's sort of seen by cyclists as sort of a pass-through city when we've talked oh, yeah. to people. And part of the problem is because, is because there's been no – Lock, ability to lock your bike. It's been a city bereft of um, bike uh, racks, and it's true. That's true. I, and I now use that the bus. Seen these racks going up. Even the preliminary silver gear racks, which which they're replacing now with the cool bike wheel ones, we're noticing a lot more cyclists stopping and locking up and 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 um, hanging out in West Hollywood. And that's the truth. As a cyclist in West Hollywood, you know I lock up largely to meters and. Um, now we're seeing an increase in people actually stopping to, you know, hang out. So. Got it. Do you do you have a do you have any idea of the approximate number of racks they're installing? 
right now there's the loose number is 60 uh-huh. but that they've actually slated for locations but there's an active campaign which we've done through um, our social networking and also the, the transportation commission has done it to get people to recommend sites for more racks so uh-huh. it's an ongoing process that's just started they got just it. got the new racks and they just started putting them in and we're already noticing a difference so one place in particular is in front of this very cool pub called the surly goat that cyclists have sort of frequented including myself and other cyclists i know and we're always uh, chaining up to the fence, and a rack went in like I don't know about a month ago, and I was just up there the other day and saw three bikes chained to that uh, bike rack in front of it. So, so it's a rock. there needs to be at least one or two more, then, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing is in some locations we're sort of re-requesting um, to put a few more racks in, and but the happy news is that the city sees the value of it. They've taken action. They've slated, you know, funding to go for it, and they've created racks, and we're already seeing a response. So that's that's the cool, great step forward. That sounds great. Now I wanted yeah. to back up a little bit because you talked about you talked about the bike and pedestrian uh, mobility plan. That's yeah. That's that is something that's currently being revised. So that's an ongoing, current process, correct? Yeah, they had a they had one that they built, a pretty good one, um, but it technically expired, so they put together the Bicycle Task Force, of which I was a member, and we each, and, and as well as um, uh, Kevin Burton, who's another co-founder of the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition, and we each, uh, we broke up into groups and took a, 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 a section of that, and we proposed a bunch of changes. The city took after a year-long process, and then the city took those, that proposal, and they went out and they um, uh, found, you know, did a, a vetting process, and they've hired consultants. The consultants are now in the process, starting the process of updating the mobility plan, the pedestrian and bicycle mobility plan, and we're super excited about that because now that we have a very supportive council and, you know, council members, um, we're excited that that mobility plan is going to be the basis for some really um, long-range uh, active transportation improvements in West Hollywood. I see, and I assume then that once they get done drafting this, this these these changes, they'll probably come back to the city and to the community to get feedback on it and maybe do a few tweaks before it finally goes, eventually to council for approval, right? Absolutely, and in fact, long-range mobility planning have already, and the consultants, and they've drawn us in on this, they've already done two really cool interactive um, uh, events that have all been focused on stakeholder and community feedback. The first one was um, uh, sort of a meet-and-greet uh, where they, they unveiled the, the old mobility plan and some of the proposed changes proposed by the Bicycle Task Force and um, consultants' ideas. And then the second one was just recently they did a bike and walk. So they did a bike ride where they stopped and they talked to attendees, got their feedback, and then they also did a walk at the, at the, at the same time. I see. So they're already actively engaged with the community. They put up an interactive map and 
website that you can give feedback to. So it's already an ongoing discussion. Got it. Okay. And then are there any significant upcoming events or milestones or meetings that people maybe should know about as part of this process? Or, or if not, is there sort of an anticipated date at which we might expect to see something? Um, not quite yet of an expected date to see something because they've just begun the process, but they are committed to, we, you know, like I said, this is a pretty new process and sure. they've already had two community opportunities and there's going to be uh, more down the road very soon. I know that they want to try to do another one before the end of the year and bring us in on it to get folks involved. But for now, you can always go to either our website, which, um, you know, is wehobike.org. That's the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition website. And you can go to the city website, which is weho.org, and look on the Bike WeHo uh, tab. And there are tons of links there that will give you information. But we're always putting stuff out on eBlast, on our Facebook page. So they're, they're really committed to this, and I'm pretty impressed by the way that long-range and mobility planning, especially the de department, has just jumped in. So. Got it. Well, that sounds good. So basically, sometime between now and the end of the year, stay tuned. Keep, it, keep an eye out for uh, future announcements for more of this community process, essentially. That's right, because they're super committed to community feedback, and they've, like I said, have already established uh, a few ways you can do it with two in-person ones that they just had, and then the website, which is, you know, really, really want your feedback. And um, there is a place, yeah, if you go to the, um, if you go to www.walkbikeweho.com, that's um, the sort of hub to share and express your ideas for this project for anyone to express their ideas, concerns, oh, okay. anything they have. That's www.walkbikeweho.com. That is generated by the city and long-range and mobility planning. And, again, you can find that, again, at, at the city's website at weho.org uh, as well. And you can find those links on our website at wehobike.org. So <laughs> it's, we're really excited. The city is just really, um, really seeing the light and because of some very enlightened um, folks in departments and some dedicated uh, council people to, uh, you know, figuring out how to improve, um, you know, West Hollywood, especially Mayor Abbey Land. So it's been a good, a good thing. Terrific. And then I wanted to also go back to the very first item you mentioned to make sure I understand. Uh, you mentioned at the, at the beginning of your, your checklist uh, a unanimous approval of an, another mm -hmm. plan, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand what that distinction is against the, this, this general mobility plan. Okay. Maybe you can explain so, that a little bit, just in case anybody else is confused like me. <laughs> yeah. So what's happening is the city of West Hollywood ha is focusing on certain um, areas of sort of rescaping and design to create a more um, pedestrian and uh, bicycle and car and, and, and to sort of look at their areas and sort of reassess and see improvements. One of them was the La Brea Streetscape Project. Uh -huh. And the one that they've been focusing on um, throughout the last 18 months is the Avenues of Design, which is like the Robertson, Melrose, that um, area around the Pacific Design Center. Okay. Okay, so what they've been doing, long-range mobility planning, they uh, amassed 
a um, consult a group of sort of consultants, kind of like the bicycle task force of concerned uh, stakeholders from you know folks that use the area, um, business people, um, just a con- group of community folks to suggest um, improvements that would end up being the avenues of design streetscape master plan. So this, we were involved in this. They brought us in uh, way back, and we sat in on several meetings to give our feedback on bicycle infrastructure. And so over this 18-month period, these folks have developed suggestions and proposals to go into this master plan, the streetscape master plan. Uh-huh. So um, there was a series of community feedback opportunities, one of which was this very cool um, outdoor, uh, um, like a little festival that Long Ranger Mobility Plan designed. And in that, you were able to look at all of the potential plans and literally write down feedback right next to those plans. They had a beautiful display in one of the empty um, retail spaces along Melrose across the street from the Pacific Design Center. And you were able to go in and converse with Transportation Commission, Long Ranger Mobility Planning, and have some snacks and get a bunch of information and literally write your feedback down on what um, the the blueprint, the proposed plan. And then we were there tabling as well as um, other folks were there in West Hollywood being represented. So that was the big opportunity for folks to kind of look at the sort of almost final version and give your feedback. They went back to the drawing board and they hammered out, you know, based on that community feedback, the plan. And they've been advertising the sort of finished plan um, before they took it to city council so they could continue to refine it. They actually went back to that they were scheduled to go to council like a month or so ago. They went back to the drawing board, revamped even more pedestrian access, and then presented it to city council on Monday, which was unanimously approved. And we're really happy with it because it includes bicycle infrastructure that um, we worked hard to keep in the plan and also some improved, even more improved pedestrian um, um, access in the plan. So we're excited to see that sort of take shape because that whole area around Melrose, Robertson, you know, it's pretty condensed and very busy. Yeah. And they're looking to, you know, they want to reshape that. So. We're excited about the way that they're approaching this because they're approaching sort of each area, you know, as it relates to the whole and, you know, area. Because West Hollywood is pretty small, but, you uh-huh. know, a significant part of Los Angeles for its uh, commerce and everything else. And and sure. I like the way that they're sort of taking these as the whole, looking at what the city of Los Angeles, you know, is doing so they can... Um, cooperate with that as well as looking at the needs of citizens and business and folks in West Hollywood. And so this redesign of avenues is, is going to be pretty cool. Well, it sounds like you have quite the victory uh, this past Monday, and it's great to hear. Yeah, it was. And we really have to give props to um, long range and mobility planning because they're really um, enlightened and about active transportation. And they're dedicated folks to making, you know, it work for all users and to making West Hollywood just a really, they're really, you know, this is a complete streets moment. So we're happy. <laughs> Terrific. So is there anything else you'd like to, uh, oh, actually, Ch- Chicken has a question. Okay. 
Hey, uh, so, so, so Tess, I notice a lot of times uh, when you talk about a bike community over there, I notice that uh, a lot of people are almost like our former uh, 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 speaker here today. Uh, a lot of the people in Downey use their bikes more as a utilitarian kind of thing to get to work and stuff. I noticed that a lot of the workers there, they don't have cars, but they definitely are using bikes and stuff. And I was really amazed to see uh, bikes that I worked on in, at the bike oven being used every day out there uh, for workers to get to the jobs and stuff in, um, just to say, West Hollywood. Uh, are you including that there, uh, maybe with bilingual kind of uh, questionnaires or uh, anything like that? Uh? This is, this is, uh, thank you for bringing that up. This is a, 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 a place that, um, an issue that the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition has had a position and issue that we've, one of our foremost issues since this formation of the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition. We immediately put um, our mission statement and stuff and had it translated in Spanish. Um, uh, and for other folks that work in, in West Hollywood, there's a large Russian population in West Hollywood. So um, this is one of our, our big campaigns is to begin to introduce the urgency and importance of including um, um, bilingual folks and uh, especially our Russian community and our Spanish-speaking community and folks that are bike-reliant for transportation to work and that work in the city. And uh, that's definitely, we hope to get an, uh, an Operation Firefly um, uh, LACBC leg of that in West Hollywood at some point, especially um, because we do have a strong um, workforce of stakeholders important in our community. And so, yes, and we had a tremendous pit stop this year. The Bicycle Kitchen came out and volunteered time, and we had um, a lot of folks stop who do ride um, sort of refurbished bikes in the city, and they stopped, in, and there was a, a lot of interaction there. And we're really desperately hoping and needing more bilingual um, and uh multilingual uh, brochures and things to hand out to begin to invite that conversation and comfort in coming into the conversation. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Big, big it's, goals. It's, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a, it is, I'm sorry, but it is a wealthy city, but it's, it's definitely a diverse city, and um, it, there's a lot of folks that need to get their voice in. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. Um, did you want to say anything? No, I think that's great. I'm just, I'm just jealous that you're uh, being able to uh, strike Beverly. Every time I mention that to Labonte, he always gives me some mathematic formula to say, see, see, the numbers don't add up. And I'm telling him, but all we want is paint on the road, like a Shero. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, what to any say? advice and help that anyone can give that, you know, you and, and um, anyone can give that has, had experience with um, making room for all voices, and I wish, God, I'm a native L.A. person, and I so wish I had Spanish. I do, but I have very good friends that have helped translate um, stuff for us, and I, I wish I could find a Russian, someone who can translate Russian, but any advice and help that anyone can give 
to um, making those avenues available um, for that discussion. We're super psyched to get any help we can. All right. And on that, I think we'll wrap this up. And I want to say thank you so much for calling in. And thank to remind you. everybody that this master plan is in process and stay tuned. Uh, keep looking at the WeHo Bike Coalition website for announcements in the future. And then, of course, like we mentioned with the Downey chapter, if you're, if you're listening and you're a West Hollywood resident, uh, you can get involved with the West Hollywood Bike Coalition. And more importantly, uh, we need you to become a member. Uh, your support strengthens the organization, not just financially, but also in terms of political clout. And so it's uh, we, wehobike.org, right? Yeah, wehobike.org, and we announce our monthly meetings on the Facebook page so you know, you know where to go and, and, and join in, your, and please show up and help us out. All right. Thank you so much, Tess, for calling in. Thanks, Colin. Thank you, Chicken Weather. Thanks, Bike Talk. Way All to right. go. Have a good afternoon. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. You're listening to Bike Talk on Kill Radio. Kill yeah, Kill Colin. Radio on the podcast. And um, great job, Colin. Thank you. No, thank you for taking care of our technical yeah, issues. Yeah, so we're uh, um, just a couple, couple, couple you, quick announcements. I was going to say, you, do you have some quick announcements you want to sneak quick in? Quick announcements, and then we're going to wrap this up because I think we've actually just exceeded two hours. That's okay. Um, wanted to mention that on August 22nd at 7 p.m., the LACBC, L.A. County Bicycle Coalition, presents What Do Elected Officials Want to Hear? This is going to be a panel discussion uh, downtown at our uh, downtown office building, 634 South Spring Street. Uh, we have So far, we have three confirmed guests. Paul Backstrom, who works for uh, Council Member Paul Bonin. Uh, previously, um, he, was the, he worked for, um, I just blanked on his name, he just retired. Um, Rosenthal? Rosenthal. Exactly. So Paul Backstrom is a deputy uh, in the office. He's going to be speaking. We're going to have Laura Friedman, council member from uh, the city of Glendale and also former mayor of the city of Glendale, and uh, Marlon Garcia, who is a council member from Baldwin Park. And they're basically going to be talking about, as advocates, we need to know how to tailor our messages to convince politicians and elected officials and even city staff people to uh, do some of the things that we'd like to see happen. And so this is going to be a panel discussion about that. Uh, you can get more information from the LACBC website at la-bike.org. Uh, we already mentioned August 24th is the Active Streets event that Shannon is organizing in South L.A. Uh, also, you can get more information at the um, website. Uh, we also want to mention that uh, the LACBC is organizing another City of Los Angeles bike count. Ah. Citywide, and we need volunteers. We have like a hundred locations that we um, are are aiming to do bike counts at, and um, there's like three shifts for each location. So that basically means at minimum we're looking at needing at least like 300 volunteers. Uh, the count dates are going to be September 10th uh, and September 14th. Uh, the September 10th will be a morning and an evening count, and the September 14th is a, is a Saturday. It will be midday, and we're going to have training dates on September 4th, 5th, and 7th. And, again, all the information about signing up and becoming a volunteer for that effort is at la-bike.org. And it, believe me, 
this bike count doesn't happen unless we get a lot of people to sign up and help out with that effort. So if you've got some free time, uh, we need you. And then last but not least, speaking of volunteers, L.A. County Bicycle Coalition is hiring a volunteer coordinator. Wow. Our very own Martine lopez U is leaving. Aww. We're very sad about that. But she's moving um, on. He's moving on. He's moving on. He's moving on. And um, so we are looking to hire a new uh, volunteer coordinator. It's a part-time job. I, I meant uh, she, he, just getting hired. <laughs> Not he, she is retired. There we go. There you go. Um, so uh, we are looking for a volunteer coordinator. So if you uh, if you have interest in that, uh, again, go to the website, la-bike.org. There's information there. Please do read that information. No phone calls, please. Huh. Um, you will. All the info you need is right there for about the position and how to apply for that uh, because we are taking applications now. And on that note... Uh, uh, we're done. I'm done. Did you have anything you wanted uh, to say? Just, you wanted, uh, just that the spoken art is going on again today. Um, as always, the second Saturday of the month is a big event where we uh, travel to. And, and you know what? Nobody has been shot, accosted, or you know, incarcerated on this ride in three years, which seems pretty ridiculous. At least there should. Now I'm going to say it. Knock on wood, <laughs> and somebody's going to get arrested tonight or thrown in the clink or. A horrible accident. No, Hopefully what we not. like to say is that we do these every month, and this is sort of in contrast to the one downtown that just has so many people that you 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 have to start running them over in cars. This one out in Northeast Los Angeles, family friendly. People love to see the galleries, mm -hmm. and then more important, afterwards we open up the bike oven's own walls for. Uh, uh, the artistic view, and this month we have a. a I I was there ha helping hanging it last night, so I know how good the art is. You oh. should all come down. And if I was conscious of what I was doing or had Facebook, I could just sort of scroll to it and say, "And the artist is." Well, we're going to keep that as a big mystery. Come on down if you're listening to a past show. There's always a second Saturday of the month. Come on out, ride with us uh, from seven to ten, and then come over to the the bike oven for. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some right. musical thing because they're talking about bring your camera for the band. So that usually oh. sounds like there's going to be music, unless it's sounds you know good. some band of you know speckled band from you know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle or something. Yeah. Who knows what it is? Anyway, right. that being said, uh, that's it for chicken leather and Colin Bogart, L.A. County Bicycle Coalition Bike Talk on Kill Radio. KPFK on the podcast. Thanks for listening. And we're going to have training dates on September 4th, 5th, and 7th. And again, all the information about signing up and becoming a volunteer for that effort is at la-bike.org. And it, believe me, this bike count doesn't happen unless we get a lot of people to sign up and help out with that effort. So if you've got some free time, uh, we need you. And then last but not least, speaking of volunteers, L.A. County Bicycle Coalition is hiring a volunteer coordinator. Wow. Our very own Martine lopez U is leaving. Aww. We're very sad about that. But she's moving um, on. He's moving on. He's moving on. He's moving on. And um, so we are looking to hire a new uh, volunteer coordinator. It's a part-time job. I, I meant uh, she, he, just getting hired. <laughs> Not he, she is retired. There we go. There you go. Um, so uh, we are looking for a volunteer coordinator. So if you uh, if you have interest in that, uh, again, go to the website, la-bike.org. There's information there. Please do read that information. No phone calls, please. Huh. Um, you will. All the info you need is right there for about the position and how to apply for that uh, because we are taking applications now. And on that note... 
Uh, uh, we're done. I'm done. Did you have anything you wanted uh, to say? Just, you wanna, uh, just that the spoken art is going on again today. Um, as always, the second Saturday of the month is a big event where we uh, travel to... And, and you know what? Nobody has been shot, accosted, or you know, incarcerated on this ride in three years, which seems pretty ridiculous. At least there should... Now I'm going to say it, knock on wood, <laughs> and somebody's going to get arrested tonight or thrown in the clink or... A horrible accident. No, That's what we know. like to say is that we do these every month, and this is sort of in contrast to the one downtown that just has so many people that you 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 have to start running them over in cars. This one out in northeast Los Angeles, family friendly. People love to see the galleries, mm-hmm. and then more important, afterwards we open up the bike oven's own wall for. Uh, uh, the artistic view, and this month we have a. a I I was there ha- helping hanging it last night, so I know how good the art is. You oh. should all come down. And if I was conscious of what I was doing or had Facebook, I could just sort of scroll to it and say, "And the artist is." Well, we're going to keep that as a big mystery. Come on down if you're listening Surprise. to a past show. There's always a second Saturday of the month. Come out out, ride with us uh, from seven to ten, and then come over to the the bike oven for. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some right. musical thing because they're talking about bring your camera for the band. So that usually oh. sounds like there's going to be music, unless it's sounds you know good. some band of you know speckled band from you know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle or something. Yeah. Who knows what it is? Anyway, right. that being said, uh, that's it for Chicken Leather and Colin Bogart. Until radio, KCFK on the